want to speak to us on today. So if you would grab your Bibles all over the place as we prepare ourselves to go into the word of the Lord. We have been inside of this brief, short sermon series entitled Restore uh, based upon our resurrection service uh, for this Easter. And I believe that the Lord is going to speak to us greatly as well. We had such a powerful time on last night doing Bible study. So if you missed our Bible study on last night, you missed out on a treat. Amen. God has been doing some mighty, mighty things here at Elevate Church. Uh, healing and deliverance took place on last night. And then Sunday was just, oh my God, was just an amazing time that we had. Also, I want to make note too, for those of you who may not be familiar or uh, aware that we have now currently moved to two services, 915 as well as 1115 on a Sunday morning. So you have two opportunities to come out and fellowship with us on one of those occasions. So we want to invite you out this Sunday, either at 915 or 1115, uh, to be a part of what God is doing here at Elevate Church. And one other note before we get into the word, too, we, we partner with uh, Plain Talk with Eva. Uh, amen. And uh, with that program, we uh, now have the ability to uh, get job placement uh, for eight, 16 to 24-year-olds. Uh, so uh, also, they have extended that age over the summertime for 14-year-olds. So from 14 to 24 over the summertime, uh, if you have a teenager or a young adult at home that is in need of employment and looking to be hired over the summertime, uh, that program is also available here at Elevate Church. Well, let's go to the Word of God on today. I'll be real brief uh, during our time today. If you happen to hear something that blesses your heart, stirs your spirit, go ahead. Feel free to retweet that or to even post it on Facebook. Amen. If you would, we would appreciate it. But we're going to get into the word of God on today. We're talking about being restored. And I believe that God uh, wants to restore us back to the original state that he intended us to be in. Amen. So if you would grab your Bibles, um, we're going to go to the gospel, John chapter number 21, verse number three. Very short uh, text there. John 21, chapter 21 and verse number three. Amen. If you have the ability to stand to your feet during the reading of God's word as we honor God and his word today by standing to our feet and reverencing his word. Uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 21 and verse number three. Hallelujah. Let's start with verse number one. We'll start with verse number one. It says, afterward, Jesus appeared to them appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. And it happened this way. He's given an account after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and he appears to his disciples again. Here's another opportunity that Jesus shows himself to his disciples. And it happened this way, according to the Gospel of John. It says that Simon Peter... Thomas, also known as Denimus, and Nathaniel from Canaan in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, 
But that night they caught nothing. Let us pray. Father, we thank you now that you are showing yourself to us strong each and every day, that you're appearing in every way possible, God, so that we'll know that you are God. Father, you're showing up in the midst of trials and tribulations. You're showing up in sickness and disease. You're showing up in lack and poverty only to show us, God, who you really are. You're a provider, a deliverer, a healer, God. And Father, we thank you, God, that you are Lord. It's in Jesus' mighty name we do pray. Amen and amen. Let's look at the text. The text says that Peter says, I'm going out to fish. Bible says it happened this way. It happened this way. After the resurrection, uh, many theologians, especially Josephus, he said that Jesus, after the resurrection, showed himself to over 500 people after the resurrection, showing that he was the Messiah, the one who would rise again from the dead that he was exactly who he said he was because he'd done exactly what he said he would do. He made this declaration to the Pharisees, if you destroy this temple in three days, in three days, I'll resurrect it. They thought it was blasphemy for him to even speak such a way, but he was just declaring what the prophets had already spoken. He was declaring exactly what the Lord had him to declare was that the prophecy was spoken that the Messiah would come and he would suffer great things only to be crucified, but yet on the third day he would be resurrected. But even when Peter and the disciples saw Jesus, they still, it wasn't enough for them. To the point where doubt set in, to the point where Peter said, I go back to what I was doing. Oh, God, before you charge Peter and the rest of them, how about the times where God showed himself to you strong, but yet you went back to doing what you used to do? Well, what about the time where God delivered you out of bondage, addiction, and strongholds, and life came your way, and you decided to go back to doing what you used to do? The Bible says like a dog returning back to his vomit. That when life hit you so hard, you said, God, you know what? This is too tough living this life of which you have called me to live. So you decided to go back to what you were familiar with. Ah, can I tell you something, beloved, today? Be careful of the familiar spirits. (laughs) Be, Be careful of the things that you are so familiar with. Because it's in familiarity that you become comfortable, complicit, and yet even complacent. It is familiarity that breeds the ground of doubt and disbelief in your heart. Because you become so familiar with the thing that you begin to doubt what the thing can really do. Uh, I hear about Jesus going back to his hometown, and the Bible says that he could not perform great works or even miracles. Why? Because of the people's unbelief. It, and, and here it was, it was their unbelief, but yet it was more so their familiarity with Christ, with who Jesus was, to the point where they doubt that this carpenter's son could do the miracles of which he was able to do. So he could only perform 
small minor miracles. Why? Because people were so familiar with them, they began to doubt within themselves who Jesus really was. They saw great miracles performed. They heard about him, but yet the familiarity of him limited him in what he could do. And Peter, even after seeing the tomb empty, seeing that the place of which they had laid and buried Jesus, he still allowed doubt to creep in. Why? Because Jesus appeared to him, but Jesus didn't remain with him. Oh, God. Ah, y'all got to catch that this morning, or shall I say this afternoon. He appeared to them, but he did not stay with them. He came and then he left. Now, here it was for three and a half years, Peter and the other disciples had the privilege and the honor of spending days and nights with Jesus for three and a half years in his earthly ministry. They got to see him when he waked and when he laid down. They got so accustomed and familiar with Jesus always being around. The moment he disappeared, doubt crept in. So Peter, because he didn't have the pleasure of spending more time with Jesus, because now he appeared and disappeared to them, he decided he'll go back to doing what he was used to doing. When Jesus called him out of fishing for fish to be fisher of men, now that Jesus is gone, he goes back to doing what he was accustomed to, and that's fishing for fish. But not only did fear, or shall I say doubt, creep into the heart of Peter, but Peter allowed that doubt to seep out into the hearts of others. In verse number three, it says, I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. Now watch, Simon means shifty. Peter means rock. Jesus said, no longer will you be Simon, shifty, shaky, unstable, but you shall be Peter, Petra, solid, a rock. And the text says, Simon Peter told them. In other words, he's double-minded. <laughs> Peter can't figure out who he is now. Is he a, a believer in Christ or is he a doubter of Christ? Simon Peter, shifty, but yet at the same time, solid. You see, what happens with doubt is doubt comes into your mind and it makes you uncertain of who you are. It makes you uncertain of whose you are, who you belong to. And Simon Peter told them and they said, we'll go with you. You got to be careful when doubt comes into your heart is not to drag people into the doubt with you. So they went out into the boat. And that night they caught nothing. See, doubt is an anchor that will anchor you to a car that travels nowhere. (laughs) Doubt doubt is is an anchor that will hook you up to a boat to where you would be on a journey nowhere. And all night they toiled and they fished, but yet they caught nothing. So today I just want to talk to you from the blindness that binds. Yet again, the blindness that binds. And we know that doubt 
is the cause for blindness. So here it is. Peter gets back into the boat to go fishing. But 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 here is the reason why, because this is what happened. But we got to find out why it happened. Look at John chapter number 20, verse number 30. It says Jesus performed many miracles, performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Now watch, Jesus performed all of these miracles, signs, and wonders. Why? So that you would believe that he is the Messiah. Jesus said, blessed is he that have seen and believe, but even more so, blessed those who did not see, shall I say, and believe. Blessed are those who did not see and believe. Peter saw Jesus crucified, saw Jesus resurrected, he saw the miracles, the signs, and the wonders, and all of these things. But where was his faith when Jesus showed himself but yet disappeared? When these signs and wonders were done so that Peter would know that Jesus was indeed the Messiah, the Son of God and that he may have eternal life in his name. But yet doubt crept in. So I want to give you a couple nuggets here. Listen to this. Doubt is a millstone that will sink you into abyss of depression. That's supposed to be of, by the way. (laughs) Doubt is a millstone that will sink you into an abyss of depression. Peter is at a depressed state. Why? Because all of his hopes, his dreams, everything he desired and hoped for is now lost at the cross of Calvary. He's in a depressed state because he hoped that Jesus would be the Messiah that he said he was. And even at the sight of the resurrection of seeing Jesus and his glorified resurrected body, he still did not have enough faith to believe that Jesus was the son of God. Go back to fishing. He goes back to what he's familiar with. See, we give Thomas a bad rap because Thomas asked to see the nails and the scars in the body of Christ. But what about the doubt that Peter had? Instead of him holding to the calling, the purpose of which he was called to, to be fishers of men, to leave behind the profession that he had known all his life, to hold to the confession of faith that Jesus is the Messiah. You remember Peter? Peter was the one uh, when Jesus posed the question, who do Men say that I am. Who do they say that I am? You remember that time and he's with his disciples and they begin to say that they said that you are maybe one of the prophets resurrected, maybe Elijah, uh, you're maybe one of those guys. And Peter said, but who do you say? Uh, Jesus said to them, who do you say that I am? I know the reports of what they say, but I want to know what do you say personally? 
Can I park there for a second? Jesus does not want to hear the reports and the testimonies of others. He wants to hear your report. What is your testimony? Who do you say that he is? Because there are so many testimonies of others, but Jesus will always come to you direct to hear about what do you have to say. In other words, it can't be, well, grandma used to pray and grandma went to church and Paul Paul was a pastor and a preacher and, and, and I went to grandma and them church. But when did you yourself come to a confession of faith that Jesus is Lord? So Jesus parks there for a second and say, but who do you say that I am? And Peter makes this declaration that you are the Christ the son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, Simon, but my father who is in heaven. And upon this revelation, not upon you, Peter, but upon this revelation that you have declared that I am the son of God, I shall build my church. And he changes his name from Peter, from Simon to Peter from being shifty and shaky to being solid as a rock. A firm foundation, in other words, because of his faith and his declaration, he is now solid in the faith. But Peter no longer is holding to that confession of faith. And that was the confession that introduced him to a greater revelation of who Christ was, but he forgot the revelation. Oh, God. Can I tell you something else? Don't ever forget the revelation of who Christ is. He is the son of God. And at the same time, he is 100% the son of man. Don't ever forget the revelation of Christ. And Peter forgot the revelation of Christ, that he is the son of God, the one who is able to take his life, lay down his life, and pick it up again. The one who holds life and eternal and everlasting life in his hand. Peter forgot the revelation. And because of his forgetfulness, Peter goes back to what he is used to. I told you in times past during our Bible study and on our Sunday worship experience that the blindness that binds, number one, is sin. Sin can blind you to the promises and the purpose of God. It can blind you to the reality of who God is. But also, doubt. Doubt. Doubt can blind you from the promises and the purpose of God. Hear this. Sin is the building blocks that locks up the blessings of God. <clears throat> Sin is the building blocks that locks up the blessings of God. So today, I want you to tear down the blocks in your life so that the blessings and the promises of God can be released in your life on today. Today, the blinders are coming off. The scales are falling off your eyes. Why? So that you can see Christ in his fullness. God wants to restore your sight again today. So that you can see him in his fullness, in his radiancy, in his majesty, and his glory. I'm going to pray in a second. And after that prayer, I'm going to ask for those of you in the sanctuary and those of you who are online today. I'm going to ask that you make a bold decision 
and to declare that Jesus is the Lord of your life. It's time out for us going back to the old familiar things because it's that familiarity that will breed doubt and disbelief in your life. When you hang around those old things, then the old things are resurrected in your life. When you go back to the familiar things, then that familiar thing will begin to drain your faith and pull you back into the abyss of darkness and despair in your life. Let me pray for you on today. Father, now in the name of Jesus, I declare today that every millstone be loosed off of the necks of your people. The spirit of doubt and disbelief that's holding them down, that's holding them bound. I pray today, God, that you will loose them now in the name of Jesus. For the anointing comes to destroy the yoke. The yoke that is holding them, that is guiding them, that is directing them in the wrong place. Destroy the yoke, God. That's pulling them, Father, into the place of darkness and disbelief in their lives. Lift the heavy burden off of their shoulders, God, now, Father. The thing that is anchoring them down, God, that's preventing them from moving forward in their faith. Father, we break the spirit of blindness off of their lives that they will see that you are God. And in you, God, you are God all alone. And there is no other God like you, Father. Father, we thank you that the blinders are coming off. The scales are falling from their eyes. We thank you, God, that their sight is being restored. Now, even as I'm praying for those who are online today, God, I pray this word is going forth and bringing about healing to their sight now in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you're doing only as you can do in Jesus' mighty name. If you're online today, and you're ready to make that declaration, I want to tell you three things that's going to help restore your sight. First, eliminate all negative conversations. I want you to stick to the word, and I want you to believe the word. Can I give you a fourth one? It's to have communion with the Holy Spirit. If you can do these four things, I believe your sight will be restored. In Jesus' mighty name. Today, if you're standing in need of prayer, simply dial the number 225-503-0706. Our intercessors are waiting patiently by the line to hear from you on today. Again, the number is 225-503-0706. If you don't have the ability to give us a phone call, then send us an email at prayer at elevatechurchbr.com. We would love to hear from you, pray with you, pray for you. Amen. Stand in the gap with you. And we'd love to celebrate with you if you made a a confession of faith on today. If you don't have a church home in this day, in this time, you'd love to partner up with us here at Elevate Church. You can be a part of our digital family. If you're uh, out of state or abroad, simply text the word JOIN to 225-361-2016. We would love to hear from you. And if you have made a decision today, For those of you who are on social media, just put hashtag save me in the box below. Time to escape away from those familiar things and to cling in faith to Jesus Christ. Hashtag save me today. Amen. It is our prayer that you will become a follower of Jesus and that you will remember the sacrifices that he has made for you and I. Beloved, we thank God for each and every one of you today. Remember, you still have an opportunity to come. 
communicate with us financially by sowing a seed into this ministry. Amen. Simply by texting any amount to 84321, 84321. Or if you would like to support us financially by sending a gift through Cash App, you can do so by sending it to dollar sign Elevate BR, any amount to Elevate BR. We do appreciate it. Or you can download our church app as well. We thank God for each of you on today. Amen. We give God praise and glory and honor for each of you. And don't forget, we want you to prayerfully consider becoming a monthly partner with us as well. Hey, beloved, we give God glory for you. It is our prayer that this word has been a blessing unto you today and that you have rooted all doubt out of your heart so that you can elevate in your faith and believe God for some greater things. Amen. This has been our Monday Bible study. God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. We're going to see you on this Sunday for one of our worship services at 915 or 1115. It's our prayer that you will join us in the sanctuary. If you cannot make it physically, then you can join us digitally in our virtual sanctuary via Facebook, YouTube, the Roku TV or the Apple TV and all the other streaming platforms. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Peace.